0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, there guys! What is going on? Daniel Childs back here again for another edition of Let's Talk Chelsea. Hope you're doing well. At the end of another week, another week closer. One week, actually now to the beginning of Chelsea's pre-season absolute insanity there are still games being played whether it's the under 21s euros whether it's still internationals taking place I genuinely feel like this is now football reality like the season just we never end the season and even if technically Chelsea games haven't taken place for a few weeks now basically a month it doesn't quite feel like that. It feels like, you know, with the transfer stuff going on, it, it's just absolute madness. So that is the nature of things. Today's video is mostly going to be about Mason Mount, as you'd probably expect, because a lot of the news in the past 24 hours has been about Mason Mount. The twist, the turns, is he staying, is he going? Man United's position, Bayern Munich coming in to try and hijack this deal. We'll get into that. And also, I think the sad, the sad nature, I don't want this video to go on for hours, but the, the sad nature of the way I think some have interpreted the information and have turned on mason mount i think to be very clear here and you know kind of if in the reality that mason mount stays at chelsea how will mount be, be viewed and also how will those people who have said some pretty nasty stuff about mason mount or also have kind of deemed him now a villain how will they treat him if he stays so we're going to get into all of that if you are new round here want to see the latest chelsea content hit that subscribe button hit the notification bell please do hit that like button it really does help the content out we're going to start with the news around man united's latest bid 55 million apparently ben jacobs reporting uh, that that bid remains on the table now there were some suggestions from reports last night jonathan North- northcroft i believe from the times was reporting that man united have basically walked away from mason mount That apparently isn't the case. They haven't walked away. The bid is still on the table. Ben Jacobs reports that the club just refused to cave to Chelsea's 58 million plus seven counter. Man United will do a deal if it's on their terms and under 60 million. Still more twist to this saga because the clubs are talking. There will become a, a point, I just want to say this, like whatever I think about Mount's valuation and all of the other stuff involved in this kind of debate. We see this so often in football where there's a struggle between a player who wants to move on, an unhappy club, or maybe an unhappy coach, a willing buyer, and they meet in the middle In the end. There's a compromise. Now, I don't think that maybe that FFP deadline of the 30th of June is as telling as people maybe think it is in terms of that's going to be the thing that's going to sway this in Man United's favour because I feel like some of the the things I've been reading, some of the things that has been suggested over recent days. And also Chelsea's actions. You've got to look at Chelsea's actions here. If Chelsea were so desperate to sell Mason Mount because they had to do it for, for FFP, I think they would have accepted the offer by now. The fact that they are still pushing for more tells me that part of this actually isn't that relevant. And they maybe are happy to sit back, relax. Also with the knowledge that Man United could be taken over by some very wealthy owners in the next couple of weeks or months maybe and by the end of this transfer window potentially they would come in again man united under a new ownership and offer the money that chelsea wants so i think there's a lot that goes into this that's just my assumption that's just speculation but there is that part to it too but i do think what ben jake has tweeted after this in response to someone is really telling in terms of a lot of the context and a lot of the Debates that are going on on Twitter, especially regarding Mount's character and in terms of Mount's actions in this situation and why maybe some of the reporting people have heard isn't entirely accurate in terms of what Mount's supposed to be doing right now. The reality is, as Ben Jacobs uh, reports, Mount doesn't have an active contract offer to sign stay beyond anything historical. The intent was to pick up New Talks postseason. but last formal offer was mid season, and in January the Mount camp argued the goalpost changed. Their thought process was being made on a long-term long-term deal, and then talks reverted to a one-year extension. Obviously, always two sides. Perhaps Chelsea feel he wouldn't agree to any new terms and wanted to buy time, but it has been verbally indicated to Mount by several senior Chelsea members they would love for him to stay. And yet I am not aware of any new recent formal offer this summer to date. So we'll start with this because then we'll go on to the Bayern Munich thing. You know, th- Let's just be frank and kind of... There's no point in kind of making this sound nice. People have perceived that Mount is betraying the club. People perceive Mount is, at worst, a snake. I find it immature, equally immature and dangerous. That's the weird thing about this, right? And it goes into a growing trend I'm seeing now at Chelsea and probably across football if you're not a fan of Chelsea and have and somehow stumbled across this video. Maybe you're a Man United fan. Maybe there are Man United situations that are similar to this. The contract kind of sagas that go on now and the way they are they play out very publicly now and the non-updates updates and the way people perceive players in these situations i think is becoming ever more problematic because we saw this and i i keep on referencing this and people don't like it because maybe because they just purely look at what happened between the club and player but it's the way people perceive these negotiations and always seem to make the player a villain in this situation andreas christensen the way he was kind of publicly outed by thomas tuckel in a press conference that he'd rejected a contract and maybe he wasn't being played because of that and then for the rest of the season people would kind of turned on andreas christensen um and wanted to see him leave edward mendy if you remember last summer when he was in contract negotiations when he rejected a contract offer as reported uh people were saying how dare he given his co- his his, his kind of current form wasn't that good. Now he's leaving Chelsea and now with Mason Mount and I I had some hope that Mount wouldn't be perceived in this way because Mount is you know, an academy graduate. This is someone who has been developed through the club, someone who has been connected to some very special moments, who has been deemed such an important player and has already been connected to some very special moments at Chelsea. I would have hoped that, you know, people would be upset that he would move. I'm not saying that anyone would want him to go to Man United and succeed and be happy when he starts scoring goals for Man United. And I'm not, that's not, I understand rivalry. I understand tribalism. That's not, that's not my argument. My, Frustration is the way he's been instantly kind of vilified is this kind of, um, it's it's almost like treason. That's the, word, that's the word that comes to mind. It It's like people just, any whiff that a player dares to, it's like it, there's some perception that unless the player instantly accepts what's being offered to them, they are treasonous. And I just think it's immature. I really do. And I also think it's the problem of this constant 24-7 hours, you know, cycle of... I, just the constant non-updates updates that we see around players now that I just don't think help situations and also uh, there's been a lot of frustration in the last hours around briefing who's briefing who some people were very happy to lap up the briefing that painted mount in a negative light but now are kind of a little bit doubtful around the briefing that maybe paints to actually it's in a, a different way. Maybe Mount actually preferred to stay. Now, one thing you've got to understand about these situations there are there is briefing and counter briefing in every single transfer story. It's just the way the game works. And you have to take things with a pinch of salt. And I want to make this clear. Listen, I of course I'm favourable to Mount. I, I like him as a player. I would like him to stay at Chelsea. I have enjoyed his journey at Chelsea. But my opinions don't stem from the fact that I know Mason Mount personally, that I have contacts to Mason Mount. Um, I've never spoken to the bloke. I'm pretty sure he doesn't even know who I am, uh, like a lot of Chelsea players, right? Like that's just the reality. That's not where my opinions come. So I, again, I it always seems to be with these situations, like with so many, your opinions are dismissed because they are, you know, they're based in some ulterior motive. Either I'm being paid by someone to say something. It's just absolute madness. I just, and I again, I, I think I can prove to be consistent on this because I said the same about Andreas Christensen. I said the same about Edward Mendy. I will say the same about upcoming contract negotiations with Chelsea players. I just think it sets a very dangerous precedent where players are instantly deemed to be the ones that are not loyal. Um, because it just, in, in, in the social media environment, it creates very toxic and very reactionary, you know, um kind of uh trends where you see it so much against the player and we have to now all turn on mason mount we have to throw away everything he's done at chelsea and i'm sorry i'm just not gonna go for that unless mount personally comes out does this really scathing interview and and really does disrespect the club. This is the thing, people have, have acted and said stuff like, I will never forget what Mount did. What did Mount do exactly, apart from, as you know, Ben Jacobs says, reject a contract offer? Players are allowed to reject contract offers. It's not like he's come out publicly in an interview and talked down Chelsea, has disrespected the fans. If he did that, I could kind of understand. But it seems that unless the player just instantly accepts the contract offer thrown at him, even if that contract offer... Is kind of a little bit insulting and isn't maybe the best for his own career a one year extension? Because I did tw- I did a sort of a, a tweet thread about this right. Like, imagine you are in Mason Mount situation, imagine you're a player who has come through the club's academy, has you know thrived, has become one of the most important players, but actually when you, when you look at what you're being paid, comparative and and don't start bringing up the whole players are paid too much this is a general problem in football it's relative based on what is the current market how are players um, paid in the current game so we can all you know cry about how much players being paid is is far too much that is a general problem across the sport I, I kind of get annoyed when I hear that in certain situations because it's very selective you know if you're going to bring that argument up for someone you have to bring it up for everyone the game is broken in that sense But it's relative in terms of what Mason Mount has seen as his performance levels have been very high for the majority of his career. Very consistent, very important for several Chelsea head coaches. But he has watched as a a succession of high-profile, expensive signings have come into Chelsea Football Club and failed. And at times, it feels like Mason Mount has had to cover in some of his performances for those inefficiencies. And then he is watching as the club hands these long-term contracts to new signings, spends quite a lot, $600 on new signings. And in he's being offered this one-year extension, it's not a, a grand commitment, is it, to him as a player when he saw another fellow academy peer, Rhys James, get a massive contract earlier in the season. These all things come into play. And then Mason Mount maybe maybe looks. And I I think I, you know, if I were advising the player, I'd look at, say, the Tammy Abraham example, I'd look at the Mott I'd look at the Vakari Tamori, I'd look at Andreas Christensen. There are there is life beyond Chelsea, and there is potentially good vibes beyond Chelsea. Now I know as a fan I'm not supposed to say that, but let's just be real here. Um the, these are players that have moved on and and kind of had quite in different ways for different reasons, didn't have the best endings to their lives at Chelsea and um, moved on elsewhere and have thrived. So maybe that's what Mason Mount is having conversations about. Maybe that's what he's looking at. And when you're getting an offer from Man United, who had a better season than Chelsea last, have Champions League football, it's understandable why maybe if you feel you've been disrespected and currently there's no new offer on the table, this magical offer that apparently Mount has to sign right now that apparently is not even on the table compared to the last one, and we've spoken about my frustration with kind of the inconsistency of Chelsea wanting a lot for for Mason Mount, but then actually is, is not being valued that in a contract. So it's kind of a little bit inconsistent. We've been through that in recent shows. So I, I just think that I'd like people to, I, I just, I feel it's kind of a lost cause at this point because the genie has been out of the bottle. And unfortunately, there are some very big followed accounts and very big followed um, journalists who, and reporters who like the non-update updates, and I think you know very much benefit from this kind of environment. And unfortunately, some people have have bought into it, and they believe that Mason Mount is is a villain. If and as well, we know that, that apparently now Bayern Munich are trying to hijack the move. Um, very obvious because of Thomas Tuchel, Jacob Steinberg reporting this for the Guardian. I find it interesting if Mason Mount does stay at Chelsea. Now, I think my hope, the best, the dream scenario is that Mount stays. He falls in love with Pochettino's football and then decides to stay. Because we know things change quickly in football and maybe everyone comes to their senses, everyone comes to the table, shakes hands and Mount realises that the best place is at Stamford Bridge at Chelsea. That's my dream. But I do wonder, because of what's happened over recent days and the way people have turned on him, and I'm not even talking about the people who have been abusive to Mason Mount since day dot. I'm talking about people who ride against that toxicity, who have now believed that Mason Mount has acted in this kind of atrocious way, without kind of, again, not much evidence other than he dared to reject a contract offer, um, which again, all players can do and dare to maybe look elsewhere for, for a future. Again, I I just think it's quite immature, really, because this is the way football works now. The one-club man is just unrealistic. I I wonder if he stays how people are going to perceive him now, because, you know, they, they, I, I could see it going either way, where people are kind of forced to kind of little, be a little bit silent, a little bit awkward. What if Mount starts playing really well again? Do we fall back in love with him? Is he still a traitor? But then if he stays another year and then leaves at the end of next season... Um, how was he perceived then? I think it's going to be really interesting just to look at it. But I think it's just a very sad situation. And I have just come to this point. I came to this point quite a few years ago with, say, when Jose went to Spurs. I think you've got to enjoy people for while they're at your club. If they have very special memories and connect with you in that sense, enjoy them while they're here. And then they potentially move on because you've just got to understand that's the game we live in right now. I would like it to be a case where all of our best players are all of the players we fall in love with stay with us for all of eternity. But the likes of Lampard, the likes of JT, the likes of Didier who stay, you know, players staying for a decade, that's what makes Cesar Azbalicueta a bit of an anom- anomaly in the current Chelsea squad. And he's about to move on as well. Having a player for over a decade in this current game, unless something changes, I just think is a bit unrealistic. I think it's a very sad situation. Could both parties have dealt with the situation better? Absolutely. Um You know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Mount's side of things are not putting out things into the media to make him look better. But then you've also got to reference that with the fact that if a club's maybe briefing things that make a player look bad, just in kind of a general situation, I think it's understandable why. You know, there are two sides to every story, and I think sometimes, as much as we talk about player power, I do think the way the clubs hold a lot of power tribally on social media can be weighted against a player very easily. And that's my problem because it just always seems to be the player's the villain. We have to treat him as such. Even if this is a guy who, as I say, has come through our academy, who a lot of people have, have really loved seeing at Chelsea in recent years. And the fact that we have to just kind of throw all the good things away about him... I'm not going to buy into it, and I just think it creates a further toxic kind of atmosphere. If Mason Mount stays or goes, I I'm also kind of of the, the view now that I'm a little bit tired of this situation. Is he going to stay? Is he going to go? I would like this situation to be wrapped up, but I'm also not of the belief that Chelsea just accept any offer from Man United because I don't think Mason Mount should be sold on the cheap. So it's a it's a complex situation too, and I understand why Chelsea's point of view is that. We're not just going to cave to any bit that Man United give us because we value this player highly. And I think it is right for them to value Mason Matt highly because I think he is worth actually more than Kai Havertz was just sold for to Arsenal because I think Mason Matt's a better player than Kai Havertz. So it's it's a complex situation. I would just like to think that it could be resolved in a perfect world. Mount stays, plays well for Poch. He he loves his time with Poch and he signs a new contract. I think that's unlikely, but this is going to have more twists and turns. He could be in a Man United shirt by the end of next week. We've seen how quickly things have moved for Chelsea selling players. But those are just my thoughts again. um, Thank you guys for watching. Follow me on Twitter at Chelsea, and I'll see you again very soon. All the best. Podcast Network.